You are listening to the Space Tastic Mysteries podcast. We are in week seven of Annigale Line's latest novel, The Light Years, involving a mobile Alliance surgical hospital battling an epidemic at the front lines of the Freedom Alliance Crimson Fleet War. This is episode seven, The Visitor. If you have not subscribed, do so now. And if you are on YouTube, hit the bell to be notified of new episodes. I don't do Christmas. Jake is living next door, and we retracted the wall to make one large quarters, so that there is Jake's side of the quarters and then mine. Zariah can enjoy living with both her parents without custody problems. Jake decided to put a Christmas tree up and invited my children to help decorate it. He is playing Christmas music. They are drinking hot cocoa. Did he invite you? He did, but I said no. He had to explain what Christmas was to my children because there has been no mention of Santa Claus, gifts, trees or anything of that nature in my household. Donnie, don't you think that it is time to? I shook my head. No, I don't think so. Christmas gives people false expectations that they can just wish and all their dreams will come true. They need to work hard and overcome obstacles. It takes perseverance and determination. My kids will grow up knowing that. I know that Jake worked hard and overcame obstacles to become a surgeon and to stay alive in captivity, but I don't want Zariah exposed to this fairy tale world of Santa Claus, fairy godmothers and wishing on stars. Can't you let up for a moment? Stop being ready to take on a fight? Even you need a little faith and magic in your life. A miracle or two. Love maybe. I scoffed. A miracle would be finding a permanent cure for this disease. As for love, that is out of the question. I don't have time to do that dance with Jake or anyone else, for that matter. I closed my eyes briefly. When I opened them, I asked, why did you call? I know it was not to talk about Christmas. Do you know a Peter Cassidy? I shook my head. He contacted a friend of mine, looking for anyone who knew you. He said he has some answers for you, and is claiming to be your brother. Didn't your biological brother die? Adam. Yes, but from what I understand, I have another one and a sister. If you want to give him my information, I am fine with it. Wait, I wonder if he is the Peter Cassidy. The Peter Cassidy? Yes, developer of the Cassidy technique. That's why the surgical technique I invented is called the Jordanide technique. His is in engineering, star vessel design. Mine, of course, is a technique used in surgery. I will give him your information. Don't be too disappointed if it is not the Peter Cassidy you are thinking of. Sounds like he might be more in law enforcement. I can't expect him to be anything, Zeb. I don't know him. I don't know any of these people. You know Jake. You need to give him a chance. I can see how you still look at each other. You are going to regret it if you don't. What if something happens to you or to him? It happens too often in this business. You know that. It doesn't really matter. No man is going to want a shell of the woman he thinks he is still in love with. If this was him, and it probably is, what would you tell him? I would tell him how I feel and assure him it doesn't matter to me, but ultimately, it is his decision, and I would respect his boundaries. I am not going to keep trying to convince him. He has to figure that out on his own. He wants what we used to be, I am not that person. You are making a mistake, but I will pass your information on to Peter. Then she disconnected the call. I pulled up information on Peter Cassidy. I saw a definite resemblance between him and my father. Absorbed in reading about Peter, I barely heard the chiming of the front doors. Jake crossed over to my side of the quarters. 
Donnie, he yelled as he activated the doors to open. I blinked my eyes and saw the man I'd been studying at my doors. The man queried, holding a quan pad to his chest, does Colonel Jordana Cassidy live here? Jake folded his arms and looked the man up and down. Who wants to know? Jake, I returned, stood and walked over to the doors. I put my hand out and said, I am Colonel Dr. Jordana Cassidy. The man stared at me as he shook my hand. I am sorry to stare, but you look like a younger version of my mother. I think I am right. I think you are our older sister who was abducted when she was six months old. I twisted my mouth. Abducted? That's a new one. If I was abducted, then how? Then how did you end up in foster care? He questioned. He moved his eyes from me to Jake and back again. Do you know Dax Wheaton? I asked in a low tone, are you working for him? He nodded. The foster care home you were in was corrupt. And my case is to figure out what is going on there, and how to bring them to justice. Interesting, and what led you to me? I thought you were an engineer. Didn't you design? I hit the wall. I added, oh, I am sorry. Where are my manners? Come in. I led him and Jake inside. Wow, he observed, looking around the living room area. It is one thing to design this place, but it is totally different to actually see it in person. He walked around and looked down the hall. I see you have retracted the wall to make a huge set of quarters. It keeps our daughter from being split between living at dad's and then mom's, I answered, then offered him a seat on the couch. He met my eyes. Yes, I designed the light years, but I also work two jobs. If you know, I know Dax, then you know I work more than two. Agreed. Jake darted his eyes from me to the newcomer and back again. Dax? And you don't seem surprised about him announcing you are siblings. Did you already know? I returned Jake's gaze. Only for 10, 15, minutes at the most. Zebby called me and gave me the heads up. I turned to Peter. I was expecting a call. Jake put out his hand and introduced. I'm Jake, the love of her life. I haven't agreed to get back with you. I responded, shooting him a warning look. He is Dr. Jake Riley, my chief surgeon and my daughter Zariah's father, thus the need for the bigger quarters. Yet, you haven't agreed yet, Jake countered. Peter, would you like something to drink? Water, coffee, tea, juice? I turned to Jake and wondered, would it be possible for you to go check on the kids and let Peter and I talk alone for a bit? When Jake hesitated, I assured him, you are on the other side of the quarters. You will hear me if I need help. When he watched Jake start down the hallway, Peter answered, Can I get a cup of coffee? Hot? Iced? Fancy? I promoted, offering him a seat at the bar that separated the kitchen and living area. My machine can make any kind of coffee you want. Can it make a cappuccino? I nodded, moving into the kitchen. I programmed the machine to make a cappuccino and an iced chocolate, coffee blended drink. I put my hand on the refrigerator and scrolled through the contents on the screen on the front. I have cheesecake, if you'd like a piece. Yes please, he agreed. I brought two slices with forks to the bar before I transferred the cappuccino in front of him with his cheesecake, then put the iced blended drink in front of me, moving my plate closer. You have the disease, don't you? He nodded, sliding his fork through his cheesecake. How did you know that? He put the bite into his mouth. Dax would know that I am the doctor who came up with the protocol for this disease. I cut a piece of the cheesecake on my plate and put it to my mouth. The fact you know Dax makes me suspect that you are a federal agent with the FBI, and you know I am one too, working for the IIB. 
and a federal agent would have known where to find your big sister before this. Something had to prompt you to meet me. He stared at his cake, working on it one bite at a time. It is not that I didn't want to find you. I did, especially after Adam died, and I heard you took in his children, but all the people in the intel community who knew you said you didn't want to know anything about us. He returned his eyes to mine. It is understandable considering you are the only one of us raised in foster care. It must seem, to you, that you were not loved or wanted. I assure you mom and dad wanted nothing except to find you, but from what they understood you had been adopted. I shook my head and confessed, I spent all my growing up years in that foster care home. I couldn't let Adam's children be raised like that. I know that now, we never could do anything good enough for them. We were not you, their missing child. He sipped his coffee. When I found out how you were raised, I started investigating why our parents were told you were adopted. That's when I found out about the corruption. Could you tell me how you were told I ended up in foster care? From what I understand, you were abducted when you were six months old by the people who ended up holding mom and dad captive. They are involved in the foster care corruption. Yeah, that sounds about right. I suspect they might be involved with Josh's death. How they are involved with killing one of their own, I don't know yet. Josh is dead? He was Adam and my best friend growing up. Two years ago, he died of the disease. The one we have. I don't know if you know this, but he and I married to get me out of captivity. I was there for six months too, and he took a liking to me. It gave me an advantage in negotiations to release our parents, then Josh died. Do you have kids beside the one with? He gestured toward the hallway. My oldest daughter is Jake's, but Charlotte and Spencer were Josh's, and then there is Adam's kids. What about you? I have two boys with my wife Sarah. They are 12 and 13, Ethan and Liam. Our sister Brianna is married to Brett and have four children. Two girls, Hope and Francesca and two boys, Logan and Samuel. Of course, Adam was married to Aubrey and had Max and Zach. How does the birth order go? I am presuming I am the oldest. He nodded. You are. Then me, Brianna and Adam. I still cannot believe our younger brother is gone. I could not believe you took in his children when you never met him or them. The Freedom Alliance couldn't find anyone who was family, so they crossed the kids' DNA with anyone in our intergalactic databases, and I matched them. They are a part of my family now, so I will not give them up without a fight. No one is asking you to. He tilted his head to the side to look at me. You thought I would come here to take Max and Zach away from you? I nodded. I have people fight me for everything I have, including my children, so. He shook his head. Absolutely not. We are not uprooting them again. At this point, after their parents died, they need a stable environment. I totally agree. What is the deal with that Jake guy? It is complicated. He and I met in high school. We were engaged. I kept putting off marrying him. We had Zariah had a big fight and then he has spent the last 10 years in captivity while I raised Zariah who is now 14. Do you still love him? It is obvious he is still into you. I nodded. However, a lot has happened to me in that 10 years too. I know all this must be overwhelming for you, and you are going to want a DNA test to confirm what I am saying. I am also thinking you are going to want to speak with all your contacts to collaborate my story. Spoken like a true federal agent. I just have to give the information to my Clue Club sisters. We will know who you are by tomorrow night at the latest. 
I didn't see any signs of worry or anxiety. Jessa is the heir to the IIB. Alex is an empath. Zebi is my best friend. All of them have my back. Does Jake know you are IIB? I nodded. On my current case, he is my partner. I don't usually take on partners. I find they slow down the process because I have to run everything by them, but I don't mind working with Jake on this one. I sipped my drink before admitting, yes, I will want a DNA test, but I will also do a thorough background check. I don't trust easily. I don't blame you. I am that way too. I think it comes with the job. I am here for a few days, so where do I bunk? Let's see. Jake called over the music, down the hallway. He can stay in one of the rooms on my side of the quarters. He wants to observe you, I advised Peter, pointing toward Jake's side of the quarters. As long as you are on the up and up, you should be fine. Jake is good people, but he cannot stand people to hurt the ones he loves, and he loves me. He moved off the barstool and headed down the hall. Once Jake got Peter settled in, he moved back down the hallway and came over to me. I put my hand up. I am going to take the fingerprints from his mug and run them. I am going to test his DNA and run it against mine. We are going to give his name to our contacts, and we are going to make sure he is above board. From what I have been getting back from my contacts, he seems to be legit. I hope he is, and he is pleasant enough, but I am having trouble with being part of a family. I don't have family, I only have my kids and nephews. I need time to adjust. It is a big change. I get that, and I see you are doing your due diligence. I like that you have not lost your sense of distrust. I tilted my head to the side and studied him. Yet you want me to trust you without observing you first to make sure that you are still the same man you were before you were captured. It is not that I don't trust you, but you have been gone a long time. Let me get to know you, trust you again. Then we will talk about where we go from there, okay? If you would like to learn more about Anagale or to purchase her fiction and nonfiction books, go to AnagaleLines.com. That is A-N-N-A-G-A-I-L-L-Y-N-E-S.com. Right now you can buy three ebooks and get the fourth one free. There you can sign up for the newsletter to keep up to date on what is happening in the world of the Anagale Lines podcast where she inspires people to take control of their lives, and her science fiction podcast, The Space Tastic Mysteries Podcast. To follow her on social media, it is Anagale Lines on Twitter, Lady Anagale on TikTok, Anagale Lines Artist on Instagram, at the Anagale Lines Podcast on YouTube. You can join the Facebook page at Author Anagale. Thank you for listening and thank you for being you.